You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. This is Faraz Siddiqui. Really glad to talk to you on this Monday morning. Um, well, by the time you listen to it, it's probably Monday afternoon, uh, but hope you guys had a great weekend. A little bit of news over the past couple days, uh, Ryan Tannehill, so he ended up actually partially re-tearing his left ACL, so it looks like he's out for the season. Adam Gase went ahead and signed his quarterback from Chicago, Jake Cutler. He is now a Dolphin, and it affects that team in you know, different ways, you know, whenever you have a new quarterback, uh, you kind of look at his tendencies and see, you know, how he affects the wide receivers, the running backs, uh, the tight ends and kind of go from there. So we're going to be doing a little bit of that uh, in this podcast. Uh, But first, a little bit of other news. Anquan Bolden signs with the Bills. Uh, This is a good move for Buffalo. Uh, We knew that Bolden was probably going to sign somewhere. Uh, We just didn't know where, but this is good for them. They have a, a good red zone option. We saw last year in Detroit, uh, you know, he was one of Stafford's favorite targets when they got to the red zone. Um, so good for them. Good for Tyrod. Tyrod's a sneaky uh, late round quarterback. You know, he has a, a safe floor, you know, with all those rushing yards. And not to mention, if he throws a couple touchdowns, you got yourself a QB one most likely, um, you know, if he throws those couple touchdowns. Plus on top of that, his you know, 40, 50 rushing yards that he gets on a per-game basis. So um, I wouldn't mind picking up Tyrod late in drafts. You know, even before this news, I was happy with it. But now uh, the fact that they have Bolden, you know, they have Zay Jones, they have Sammy Watkins, hopefully healthy this year. Uh, that's a pretty decent uh, wide receiver court. Now, they aren't a pass-heavy team. They're a run-first team. Um, you know, they were at the bottom of the league in pass attempts last year. But Tyrod still gives you value. Now, does it take away from Sammy Watkins a bit? Probably. There are some targets that would have went Watkins' way that would probably go Bolden's way now. Um, But, you know, I'm not worried about Watkins. He's not a guy who had to get a considerable amount of targets for him to be successful. You know, we've seen him rack up close to 1,000 yards uh, with close to 10 touchdowns, you know, on like 60-something reception. So, uh I wouldn't expect Watkins' production to drop, per se, with this addition. All right, so now let's get back to the Dolphins. Now, with Jake Cutler as their new quarterback, um, there are certain tendencies Cutler had. Um, We're going to take a look at those tendencies just to kind of see where he likes throwing the ball, right? So when Tannehill was the quarterback, we knew that Jarvis Landry would get a ton of his targets, um, Kenny Stills would probably catch some long balls and get some looks as the team gets closer to the end zone. Devonta Parker, you know, he didn't see consistent volume. 
Um, the tight ends didn't produce that much in this offense either, right? Um, so with with Cutler now at the helm, uh, and you know we're gonna take a look at how he did under Adam Gase in 2015 in Chicago. So when Gase was the offensive coordinator for the Bears in the 2015 season, Chicago uh, ranked 25th in passing attempts, right? Um, and that was in 2015. And Miami ranked 31st last year. So we know both times run first offense. Miami this this year should be a run first offense again. Um, we have to assume that there isn't enough volume to support more than a couple of receivers on a consistent basis, right? Especially when it comes to fantasy output. Um, now, we know Ajayi is going to get a ton of work, right? Um, it's important to note that Cutler did like to target Matt Forte, even on early downs. In 2015, Forte had, let's see, 18 of his targets on first down, 21 of his, 23 of his targets on second down, and 17 targets on third down uh, for a total of, how many targets did he get that year? Let's see. He had 58 targets that year, and he didn't even play the whole year. I think that was in 13 games. Yeah, 13 games. Now, that amounted to 40 receptions. Um, and that's a pretty healthy number, considering that he only played 13 games. So I would expect Ajayi to see some of that volume. I mean, they're, they are going to pass it on early downs as well, not just run it. So when Ajayi's on the field, you know, Cutler should be looking for him. Now, uh, Cutler also liked to target his tight ends, right, as we know. Uh, Martellus Bennett, he played in 11 games in 2015 and racked up 80 targets in those 11 games. Um, and now in the games that he played with Bennett, right, so we just denote Cutler missed week three and then Bennett missed some time at the end of the season. So uh, we're, I'm only counting them playing together. I did those calculations. And in those games they played together, Bennett had a 22% target share. Uh, that's a pretty healthy number. Now, when Bennett got hurt towards the end of the year, Zach Miller kind of picked up the slack, and he continued to receive a relatively large target share. Um, he received an 18% target share from weeks 10 to 16. Now, all of this just kind of tells me that Julius Thomas, he can potentially be an awesome late-round flyer who can provide some fantasy value this year. Um, he's being drafted in the 14th round currently, according to uh, Fantasy Football Calculator. Um, and if I can wait that long, if I can wait till the 14th round to pick up a tight end, I'm, I'm pretty happy. So, you know, in PPR, you know, he might be a decent option and he can get some red zone looks as well. Now, Kenny Stills was an interesting piece and is an interesting piece in this offense, right? He wasn't necessarily a guy you could plug and play last year because he was inconsistent. However, he did score a lot of touchdowns. I think he scored nine touchdowns last year. Um, and I don't think he went more than one game without scoring a touchdown, which is kind of crazy if you think about it. Um, so, you know, he he is an important piece of this offense, but I'm not sure if Cutler is going to take advantage of that. Um, you know, Tannehill had a nice rapport with Stills. He had those big plays. Uh, Jarvis Landry was the underneath guy in the slot. He soaked up targets. You know, Jarvis Landry, he remains one of the league's best, if not the best slot receiver. But I'm not sure Cutler will be giving him as many targets as we're used to him seeing. Not to compare the talents of Landry to Eddie Royal, who fantasy football players probably he's like on he's like on that list that fantasy football players love to hate, just because there's always that potential. He shows those games where he's like catching like seven, eight balls and he's a PPR asset and then he just disappears the following game. Anyway, um you know, Royal only had a fourteen percent target share coming out of the slot when him and Cutler were both on the field in 2015. 
Um, I don't think Landry's target share will drop that dramatically, but I have a hard time believing it will stay near 28%. When a receiver has a 28% target share in the slot, I I assume that the quarterback has a lot to do with that, even though Landry is very talented. Now, when Cutler had Alshon Jeffrey on the outside as his X receiver in 2015, Jeffrey averaged a 31% target share. That's just ridiculous. And that's kind of why I think Devontae Parker has the biggest upside with Cutler taking over as quarterback. Now, Parker has the frame, he has the catch radius, and he has the talent to be the number one receiver, like a legit number one wide receiver in this league. Um, but there were multiple reasons why it hasn't happened yet, right? Parker hasn't been taking care of his body the way that an NFL receiver like himself needs to. Um, whether it comes to diet, whether it comes to the way he works out, whether you know his offseason programs are sufficient and whether he's doing the right things in the offseason, all that kind of stuff adds up you know, to being a legit number one wide receiver in this in this league. You don't just show up on Sunday and expect everything to go A-OK. You have to be prepared. And he just wasn't used to that. So I think, um, and, and the reports are that he's doing those things, all the things that he needs to do. So he's ready to take that next step. Um, so Gase has compared him to Demarius Thomas um, and said that he reminds me of a young DT who also had similar issues at the beginning of his career. But at the end of the day, Devontae Parker, he just hasn't gotten it done yet, right? Um, So we have to keep that in mind. We have to understand that he hasn't produced at that elite level, and we can't treat him that way. We have to understand that he hasn't done it yet, but he has the opportunity to do so. So that being said, we can overdraft him. Um, Now, he didn't see a crazy amount of opportunity. He only saw 87 targets last year which was about an 18.5% target share. Uh, Cutler does like to throw to his big receivers, though, on the outside. Um, And I could see that target share actually going up this year. Not only that, but Adam Gase likes to target that X receiver on his offense as well, going back to Damaris Thomas in his years with Denver. So, um, you know, if you go to playerprofiler.com, it's interesting. Uh, AJ Green is the comparison. Uh, You know, like, Player Profiler kind of gives each player a comparison. Uh, you know, build-wise, skill-wise, etc. And A.J. Green is that guy. So <laughs> he has huge shoes to, shoes to fill. I mean, he was a early first-round pick. Devontae Parker, that is. And uh, so, but, you know, until Parker produces like those guys, you know, they're just comparisons at this point, right? Nothing more than that. Um, so Parker's being drafted in the eighth round right now, according to Fantasy Football Calculator in PPR Leagues. Um, that's around guys like Jeremy Macklin, Eric Decker, Randall Cobb. Um, and depending on my roster construction until that point, if I need a flyer who can potentially give me a high ceiling, I would go Parker here. Um, if I need some depth and consistency, I would probably go Macklin or Decker uh, more so um, leaning towards Macklin just because he won't have as much competition for those targets. Um, so remember, Parker, Parker isn't a short thing yet, but all signs point to him possibly breaking out this year. Cutler does give him a reason for why that could happen. Um, so yeah, so that's all I had for today. Uh, thanks for listening to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Faraz Siddiqui, F-A-R-A-Z-S-I-D-D-I-Q-I. You can follow us on Twitter at UpperHandFFB. You can follow us on Instagram at UpperHandFantasy. And that'll do it. Thanks, guys. So I thought that was it. But that's not it.
In other news, Jets wide receiver Quincy Inunua has been placed or will be placed on the injured reserve and will be out for the year. This is very sad for me. I'm a Jets fan. And I was hoping for some good things out of Quincy Nunez this year. I didn't want to win any games because I want that first round pick. I'm sorry, that first overall pick. But you know, I was hoping that Quincy Nunez, with all the opportunity, might be able to might be able to develop into something special. You know, maybe as a legit number two receiver on the team um, after we maybe make some moves in the next year or two to to get somebody uh, as that number one along with the quarterback that we should be drafting number one overall next year. Uh, but it sucks, you know, it, it really does. As a Jets fan, this is going to be a really tough year to watch, but we kind of have to keep in mind uh, that we got to play the long game here and, and, and lose out this year in order for us to, to be successful in the long run. But with that, so sad, so sad, I'm so, I'm so upset right now. But with that, thanks guys. <laughs>